I'm Cindy Boxer, and you are listening to the Fiber Artist Podcast, where we chat with artists, makers, and creatives who work with fiber, get to know their stories, how they came upon their fiber practice, and more about the person behind the work. Hello, my fiber-loving friends. Today's episode is brought to you by the Fiber Art Network. Do you create work that includes yarn, rope, or string? I think a lot of you do. So listen up. Yarn, Rope, String is a new juried submission sponsored by the Fiber Art Network. They're looking for artists who work with material that has a cord or strands of fibers united by being twisted, braided, knotted, or threaded together. They're all acceptable. Here are some ideas. Macrame, knit, crochet, or surprise us. Maybe your sculptural fiber art includes one of these materials. Even a small amount counts. Selected work will appear in Fiber Art Now and will include a $100 prize and an annual membership to the Fiber Art Network. Go to fiberartnow.net slash submissions. The deadline to submit is May 1st, so that is one month from now, May 1st. Full disclosure, I am one of the jurors, a role juror, if you will. So I'm extremely excited to see what you guys come up with. Also, I just really want to encourage you, no matter what point you're at in your journey, whether you feel like you're quote unquote qualified or not, just do it. There is literally nothing to lose. We're all in quarantine. We're all hanging out at home and making and experimenting and nodding. And you know what? It really doesn't matter. So just submit your work, let people see it, put your work out there, take a chance and let us discover you. Again, go to fiberartnow.net slash submissions. And now today's episode is with the wonderful fiber artist, Mariana Bertel, coming to you from Peru. You may recognize Mariana's work from her Instagram account, Living Fibers, where she features her abstract fiber art on canvas. She's under lockdown. I'm under lockdown. Things are a little crazy, but we made it happen. There's some birds chirping in the background. Sorry and enjoy. <laughs> I hope you really enjoy getting to know Mariana as much as I did. All right, guys, let's get into it. Your little studio over there. Yeah, it's actually just the corner. Um, it's just like the corner of a living room. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have doors. It's kind of crazy. I just trapped my kids upstairs in their room. Oh, uh, I trapped my whole family right now in the room. <laughs> yeah. I just gave them iPads and I was like, be quiet for an hour, okay? <laughs> I know. I made the announcement earlier today. Today I'm going to have an interview, so please everyone quiet. I don't want any screaming. <laughs> I know. So how, how are you? So everyone's home in your family now too? Um, yes, we're, we've been in under lockdown for about a week. Okay. Uh, mandatory lockdown yeah. and we have one more week, but I think they're going to extend it to two more weeks. So a month in total. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> wow. I know. Yeah. Same here. I was actually curious how <clears throat> you're, you're in Peru, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I was curious how your government was handling it and how, yeah, just how things um, they, are different. Our president was very um, aggressive at the beginning. We only have like 300 cases as of today, I think. And he went into lockdown when we had only 100 cases in uh, the country. Oh, wow. So, yeah, he took very aggressive measures, um, I think, because we don't have a a very big health um, like infrastructure and service. So if things got... um, as bad as Italy and China and, and South Korea, I think it could get worse if we don't have like enough beds or enough uh, people attending the sick. So right. you just say everyone to their houses. So oh my gosh, yeah, yes, I know. like it, nothing is open. Like only grocery stores, banks, and pharmacies. Yeah, that's that's pretty much how it seems to be here too. Although I mm-hmm. keep, I mean, I'm in New Jersey, and apparently we're now the second highest um, state. Yeah, uh, like with the second highest number of cases, with uh-huh. New York being the first, and we're right next door. So it's like, uh, I mean, I'm currently I'm in the country in New Jersey, so I'm like as far away from the city as possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, I mean, it's still super scary. It's crazy. Uh, I, well, it must be like, not so bad for you because you're like far away, but I guess like homeschooling kids must be. Yeah, that horrible. part. That part is. <laughs> it's been an interesting 
journey <laughs> and adventure. I, <laughs> I mean, the cool thing is they kind of like they're my kids are now six and eight, and oh, so okay. um, I don't know. I kind of don't feel like they need to study that hard. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if I, I think if I had high school kids, I would want them to be like studying. Yeah. You know at least like four or five uh-huh. hours a day, you know? Yeah. But my kids are just like, I give them like an hour of, you know, combination of like math and science in the morning. And then I give like, a, I make them do like an mm-hmm. hour of reading in the afternoon. And then that's kind of it. And then they just play yeah. and, you know. So. Yeah. I guess at that age, there's still a lot of like playing time in school. Right. Yeah. And since they're like both the same age, they can like entertain each other. Totally. Yeah. Well, they're nonstop wrestling. All of, They're all over each other. I have two boys. And they're, they're both boys? Yes. And they're insane. Okay. Yeah. Do you have kids? <laughs> no, I okay. have no kids. But my sister, my oldest sister has two kids and she's in lockdown. One is... <sighs> Actually, his birthday is today, turning four. Uh, yeah, and the other one is four months. So they're like completely different ages, and she's like going crazy because they don't have the same activities. Yeah, yeah. And well, yeah. well the four month old. I mean, I'd be, I would be scared to have a kid that young, even though mm. the virus isn't apparently isn't harsh on kids. But yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I would be, I would be kind of freaking out about. I that. know. Yeah, but we've been under lockdown for like one week, so no contact with anyone. So I think if uh, the virus, someone had the virus, uh, it would have shown symptoms already. Right. So yeah, I think they're safe for now. Have Mm -hmm. you been out and about just to like get air and like stay sane? (laughs) Or are you not, are you guys, are are you even allowed to go outside? Like what's, does a lockdown mean that you have to be home home? Yes, home, home, oh, like wow. not even like um, delivery services, no restaurants, no nothing. You can only go um, to the supermarket, just one member at a time. Wow. And you can only go walking, no cars allowed. Um, and it's then curfew uh, from 8 p.m. No one, no one can go out. Wow. So yesterday I went to the supermarket. First time I went out <laughs> of my house yeah. in a week. And I was like Disneyland in uh, the supermarket. I know, right? <laughs> I started like looking like a little um, mirrors or something, and I, I got so excited that I broke them. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yes. And my my dad, I'm in lockdown with my twin sister, my mom, and my dad. And my dad was like, oh, "You need to wear gloves. You cannot go out like that." And we only had uh, male sized. Uh, gardening gloves so I was like shopping with with that oh my gosh I know what am I hearing uh, do you you have birds oh yes I'm sorry are they like being loud they get like (laughs) are they making sounds they're making sounds I can hear them that's so funny you have pet birds or are they just birds outside um they're uh pet birds but you might actually hear the parrots outside and there's a lot of uh singing birds around you have parrots outside just like hanging out they're like wild parrots Wow, that's so cool. Yes. I actually yeah. just, we just set out a bird feeder because I was like, well, maybe oh, I really? can teach my kids about birds. Like, and we set oh. it out there and every day the kids are looking and there's no birds coming. And we have a no? lot. Yeah, no, we have a lot in the area. Like we have cardinals, uh-huh. like the red ones. And uh, yes, yes, I love the But cardinals. they haven't discovered the bird feeder. And I'm like, what am I oh, doing yeah, wrong? Maybe, maybe uh, it's like, a, uh, give them some time. Yeah, yeah. I hope they yeah, come because... I have, uh, the kids they will, are like, they will. I'll have, uh, I have my, my studio has an open door to like a terrace mm-hmm. and I, they, I have like a lot of birds going around and I first started putting like little bird food outside my, my studio. And then, um, slowly I started putting the, the food closer to my door and now I put it inside my studio. <gasps> oh my God, so, that's so yeah, cool. I, I get to can do uh, like a little bit of uh, bird watching inside my, <laughs> oh, but wow. they, they, yeah, they start to get used to people and they'll come around. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. All right. Um, tell me a little bit. So I don't actually know a whole lot about you at all. I have to say that um, what reminded me to get in touch with you to see if you wanted to be on the podcast was that uh, all of a sudden on my Facebook, I'm getting a lot of ads from Domestica. Oh my God. With yes. your <laughs> program on it, with your, so it's like a DIY uh, class, kind of. Do you want to tell, yes, tell, so tell the listeners I, all about it? 
I just um, it just launched, so that's mm. why you were getting the ads. Yeah, um, they're pushing it guys, hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're pushing it hard. They're like a Spanish company. Okay. Uh, they do all kinds of online courses. They started, I think, with uh, computer uh, programs like um, Illustrator and Photoshop, and then they're venturing into like crafts, marketing, um, different. Um, like little courses you can do. Yeah. And this year they've started marketing to uh, English speaking countries. So that's I maybe see. that's why you're getting it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause I had like, mm-hmm. I had never heard of them before. And then I was like, Oh, Oh, wait a minute. And at first, you know what, <laughs> honestly, when I first saw the ad, I uh-huh. thought it was like stolen images from you. And I was like, Oh, oh, oh really? no. <laughs> like I was like, Oh no, they're, they're ta- cause you know, there's now I feel like there's the, there's like intellectual property issue and people are just like, oh, you yes. know, taking images. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like going to be um, a Chinese company that, you know, takes the images of people's work because they, they've been doing uh-huh. that with like selling pieces and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, my oh, God, really? someone's totally taking her stuff. And then I saw oh, no. like and then I saw your name on it. I was like, oh, thank God, it's legit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you for uh, being on, on, on the lookout. <laughs> sure. Um, so, well, I um, filmed a video with them last mm-hmm. year on latch hook and locker hook um, class. It's like a series of small videos. Okay. Um, and this year I launched the other embroidery um, online course. So I go over a few exper- experimental knots that I uh, usually do on my pieces, but mm-hmm. it's more um, aimed to more, um, home goods like cushions or, uh, backpacks, uh, purses, um, like anything, even to clothes. So not as much as, uh, my pieces, uh-huh. but, um, like a similar, because I didn't want to do like exactly, uh, what I do on my of art course. pieces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and that's like a big, um, thing. I wanted to like separate it from my art pieces, but, uh, also teach uh, people they can be like experimental with uh, embroidery knots and not like um, the usual way that uh, embroidery is uh, portrayed. Right, so, right. Yeah, oh, I'm that's excited. That's so cool. Congratulations. Yeah, it's really thank exciting. You. <laughs> yeah, it just launched last week. Not the best timing. Actually, I think it's perfect timing. Yes. I think it's perfect timing, honestly. I think people yes, are looking yes. for, um, you know, things to make and things to, to do. do. Yeah, and, to uh-huh, yeah, and in their a, houses. Yeah, it's such a good time for people who who usually mm-hmm. might have to be at work and who can't right now mm-hmm. and just like they can dive yeah. into hobbies and things that they've wanted to learn. So I think it's actually a great time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell me um, just a little bit about your background. And I, so I know you're in Peru. Did you grow up there? Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in Peru. Yes. Okay. Um, I studied fashion design here in Peru and then went to uh, Barcelona for like uh, about two years, uh, extend my, my fashion design oh. um, career. Yeah. And then I came back to Peru and started working at a big a department store called Safa La Vela as a designer. And mm-hmm. there I worked for like about five or four years. While I was there, I was like starting to grow tired of the whole um, like business side of mm-hmm. uh, fashion. Well, were, were you just designing um... – What's my question? Like, were you also able to make, were you making samples and stuff or just designing like pen and paper on computer? Uh, No, I was, at the beginning, I was um, designer for, um, they're all multinational. So uh, the companies in Peru, Argentina, Colombia, and Chile. And I was uh, the denim designer for uh, Mm -hmm. local production. So I would design and oversee production for um, denim sales in Peru. Yeah, it was uh, fun. It sounds so cool and glamorous. Yes. What was (laughs) it it really like? (laughs) Yeah, everyone thinks like fashion is always glamorous, but it's like one of the, I think, least glamorous uh, business because there's like a lot of competition nowadays. Um, Sales and profit um, are what uh, companies are looking for. And that was one of the big things uh, that kind um, to fell out of love with a fashion because it was only towards uh, making more money right. and in part it um, like canceled out all of the other um, small design brands mm. so it was like consuming the um, 
the uh, local production or, or the uh, designers. Mm-hmm. And um, since it's all like sales, um, I wasn't able to be as artistic as I wanted to. Right. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, because really just uh, like want... crunching numbers and trying to figure out. Yes. Well, so what is it like um, trying to, to figure out how to, I guess, design best to appeal to the most people, or how? The most people you, uh, the most people you see, like um, sales history as well. What's sold? What mm-hmm. what people are gonna buy? You have uh, a board that's looking at your numbers and not the uh, designs. Yeah. So they want results, results. Wow. And yeah, and it's like a very uh, fast-paced, long hours of work yeah. um, and not enough pay. So I was like stressing out so many responsibility on my shoulders and not like uh, rewards right. uh, for me. Were there a lot of people in your department doing the same thing as you or were you? No, no, not at all. I had like five brands that I was designing for and um, not a big uh I was the only one designing denim for all those uh, five brands. So it was a lot of, yeah, a lot of work. Um, But I learned a lot. It was uh, a nice, yeah. I always remember it um, with gusto. Right. (laughs) And and then, so I started like trying to uh, think what else I could do, but I didn't know what. I was... um, I started seeing in Pinterest like all these beautiful weavings and mi- microme pieces, and I said, "Oh, maybe I should like start uh, experimenting uh, with this." So I got first. I got uh, a loom from Funem Studio mm-hmm. from Etsy. Yeah, she followed uh, from Belgium to Peru, waiting for the loom for like two months. Yeah, they have and wonderful they- looms. I know they're like amazing. And in the meantime, I, I made one for myself with like an old uh, wooden frame and some um, nails. Um, so I started like experimenting with with the weavings. And then I started um, also working on some embroidery pieces because I thought like weaving, even though it's like very artistic, you have to like really plan ahead what, right. what the uh, piece will go. Um, so I said, okay. Maybe I'll try embroidery for a little because it's like a more loose, but the textures were not as big and like um, luscious as, as, a, as a weaving. So, right. Well, so did you have? Did you already have experience with weaving and working uh, with textiles a lot through your fashion design or as a kid? Like, where did the background um, of it all come from? N- not um, a weaving. We're uh, all very artistic in my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, my twin sister is um, illustrator and graphic designer. Um, my um, the sister above me is an actress. Okay. And uh, and my mom is like we we call her uh, MacGyver of the house oh, because. Yeah. Yes, she does like every uh, single thing. She's she like the electrician of the house, the plumber. Um, since we were young, um, she would like knit stuff for us, for our dolls, for our dogs, and um, so we've always been like a very crafty family. We never throw away anything. If there's like a piece of fabric, uh, we would turn it into something else—a piece of wood, piece of anything. That's we awesome. would have, uh, yeah. Thank God we have a, a big. We had a big a house and a, a lot of storage space, so we could put like all the things no one wanted, and uh, eventually made something out of it. And then, I don't know. Oh, that's um, very cool. Mm-hmm. So like we've always uh, been um, like very handsy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a word. <laughs> Hands on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hands on. Hands, yeah. Handsy means you want to grow people. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, yes. I had a feeling. I may say words that are. No, not, I love it. I love it. <laughs> at all, like words, or but you'll you'll get the meaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So what was I saying? Oh, so sorry. we've always like been crafty and we like um, like building things for like ourselves now, like going through like a process of how, how am I going to make it just like go um, and try to do it your own way. So I didn't have like any classes or anything. 
Um, I'm not big in, in classes, even though I teach them. <laughs> I always get like too anxious to like go through a whole video, even if it's like a YouTube video. So I always want to like, okay, I'm gonna just do it. Let's see how it uh, comes out. So that's how I started uh, with uh, women and embroidery, just like experimenting and see how um, I could um, do things. I To this day, I don't know like the uh the nods names or the uh know, what yeah. type of waving like it's called i just like okay this this like little thing that's that's the description actually for these courses i have to like sit down and okay what's this not called what's yeah. this uh material called so i could like uh teach a little bit uh more uh correctly right right no, i know exactly yeah. what you mean because i felt the same way it was like uh i didn't learn what anything was called until I was asked to teach a workshop. And I was like, oh, uh-huh. crap, I guess I'm going to have to yeah. get a little bit more like technical about all this stuff. Yes, yes. Because sometimes people just want to like, uh, they want to know how things are what called or how they're made the proper way. Um, because they're not like artists or they don't want to experiment. They just want to do like something crafty mm-hmm. and um, hands on. <laughs> Exactly. just to uh, like pass the time and like get off their uh phones or like hectic life so yeah um so then you so started part- so you start experimenting with embroidery with your pieces um did, actually did, did you right away after i guess after you did your first couple weavings on a loom um well yeah you tell me <laughs> how did it progress from like weaving to kind of like what you're doing now um, so first it was weaving and then I did it. If you go back in my Instagram account, you'll see like my first, uh, weavings, uh, are like a little similar to what I do now, but then I went into embroidery and I wanted to do like cactuses and like plants that were like in, um, in style. But then I, I remember, no, I don't know how to draw. <laughs> and that's, yeah. because when I was growing up, I wanted to be an artist, but I, I was horrible at, at drawing or sketching. So I said, okay, maybe this is not for me. And that's why I went into fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, not knowing that you can like, my love for fibers and textures could be like something artistic as well, not, not only fashion. Right. So after I went into embroidering like plants, and like actual things I said no this is not for me so I went back to um weaving and then um I was at an art store and I saw this like little cute uh canvas Mm -hmm. like the tiniest thing and I said and I was what if I embroider something on a canvas um and not like um not so uh, plain as embroidery sometimes is, but trying to get all the textures uh, from a weaving. Mm-hmm. What I liked about embroidery was it was very like loose. Like you could uh, start in a little uh, corner and then go back and then like work as you um, as you want in a piece. As difference to um, a weaving that you have to plan ahead. Right. Um, so that's how I uh, started like experimenting, trying to get like the textures of a weaving. It's not actually embroidering; it's more like stitching into uh, a canvas. Mm. So I don't use like uh, I use a, a thread and needle, similar to what I would do in uh, fashion design, because I used to um, stitch a lot of things and sew by hand. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. That's I'll, interesting. I'll I mean, sure. in a way, I guess because a canvas is a woven, is sort of has a grid on it the same way. Yes. Yeah. The same way that an embroidery cloth would, uh-huh. or even a latch hook. Mm-hmm. Um, like yeah, so um, uh-huh. people sometimes uh, don't realize that, yeah, canvases are actually um, cotton fabric. Right. And they only have like, uh, it's called a gesso. I don't know how it's called in English, that it's like a type of paint that they put right, on top. So, yeah, so, yes, so yeah. uh, artists can paint over that. But it's actually, you can do a canvas out of like any uh, fabric. Right, right, right. So, uh-huh. oh, that's so interesting. So, when you make your, I mean, we don't need to give all the all of your secrets Little away secret. or anything. <laughs> but yeah, that's interesting. So, you're, you're basically like sewing onto the canvas. Yeah, uh huh. 
Very cool. Um, mm-hmm. So that's um, how how I started, and then I, I started like evolving uh, my style, adding um, some fabrics, um, like ruching fabrics, and adding all kinds of uh, materials that you can actually stitch. That's so cool. Wait, so when you after you made your first piece on a canvas, and I guess the moments leading up to it, did you sort of know that you had something like kind of new and wonderful that you were about to achieve? uh, Before I um, did that canvas, I was like still a little lost uh, in my like style and experimentation because Mm -hmm. I knew I was uh, like doing uh, pieces that I liked, but I hadn't really found like my little um, like artistic voice or aesthetic. Mm -hmm. I thought I was not differentiating myself from like other artists so I was like really trying to make like something special and then when I made it I was like a little um nervous of putting it uh, in the Instagram because um I thought maybe people are not gonna understand what what this piece is about um but then it started getting like um a lot of traction and I like said okay this is this is my style this is my thing so uh then on I started uh doing that as my my medium and and my style. It's pretty awesome that we can get this like immediate feedback, right? Like where you go, oh, it's something. There's something here, you know, and we can just like, yeah, Uh because pre-Instagram, what do you do? uh It's like you you make and make, but then it's like, uh, I don't know who's going (laughs) to, there's no, there's no like immediate response about it, you know? (laughs) Yes. It's like a little instant validation that you're doing uh, something interesting or something that people value. Yeah. Uh, Because here in Peru, um, like my friends were like, oh, what what are you saying? What are you doing uh, with your career? Are you crafting for a life? Right. They they didn't understand at the beginning, and then, um, but I kept going because um, I got uh, positive feedback on my Instagram. Yeah. So they, because at the beginning it wasn't like a business. I was making any money. I was just like uh, trying to make more and more pieces so I could get like more traction and more visibility right. and see if it go somewhere. But um. And had, were you still working at this time, or had you already quit your job? No. So when I did the piece that uh, little canvas, I had already quit my job. I quit my job. Um, after the first uh, weavings I did, I just, <laughs> I didn't think it twice. I wasn't making like money off my weavings, but I said, okay, I need to do it because for like two years, I was like telling my friends like, oh, I'm not happy in this company. I want to do something else, but I didn't know what exactly. And I also in that time, I uh, started dating an American boy. Oh. So, so we're, we were doing like, yeah. No, we're not together anymore. No, no. Just... <laughs> Damn it. I was going to ask all oh, yeah. about the romance and whatnot. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we did it for about two years and we were doing like long distance for about a year. And then I said, okay, I'm going to quit and I'm going to go to the States uh, and see if this relationship go will go like forward. So I, it was like a two-part thing. I thought you were in the States for a while. <laughs> like I I had sort of remembered, I don't know, were you in California or somewhere on the West in Coast? In New York. Oh, you were in New York. How come yes, you? yes. Oh, yeah, okay. okay, okay. Well, I it's went to a trip uh, to California. Okay. Maybe. Maybe I went to why. Sequoia National Park and I loved it. Oh, nice. Um, so it was like a two-part uh, thing going in my life. I was dating this uh, guy. didn't want to work in this company uh, anymore. So I said, okay, I'm going to quit. I'm going to go to New York for a couple of months and see if this uh, weaving um, fiber art thing will go somewhere and this relationship. So this I is was like, what, about- This is like a, a year or two ago, right? Almost three years ago. Almost three years now. Okay. Yes. And so for about two years, I was going uh, back and forth, staying for like five months in the States and then coming back. I was trying to get like an artist visa to be able to stay um, there uh, permanently and be able to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so for some time, I was uh, trying to uh, get this fiber art uh, business going, but it was a little difficult because I was neither in the states nor neither here so at the beginning it was like hard for me to um really make something out of it but you cannot tell in my social media because I was just like putting um uh things up uh trying to stay uh positive and making pieces and then 
the artist visa didn't go well. So I had to uh, come back and we ended up uh, splitting up. And then that's when, no, I think a, a year prior, I started with the, uh, with the canvases. So I started gaining um, traction. Um, and then it started uh, making sense. People starting like, mostly my friends at the beginning, like ordering some pieces. So I got excited and then... Um, it has evolved, thankfully, uh, in a positive way. <laughs> right. So what are you sort of focusing most on now um, in the way that you work? Like, are you doing um, commissions? and? Um, yes. So I have, I have commission pieces for uh, this past year. Um, I think in January, I came back to Peru. So I've been uh, stable for uh, a year in, in Peru. Mm-hmm. And at uh, the beginning, I was uh, making pieces to have a portfolio. And then I started, oh, the birds are like, <laughs> they get excited when I when I speak or play music. Oh. <laughs> you can hear uh, a couple of doves. Oh, yeah, 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 that. <laughs> And so where was I at? Okay, at the beginning, I was doing a portfolio, and then I started getting uh, more uh, commission pieces. So for the, the last year, I've been a little busy with commission pieces. That one, and I started uh, teaching classes. So, it, so like have, in person? So yeah, in person. So uh-huh. I have a, a studio that I share with another artist, and we have a, a space like in the middle of our studio to give out uh, workshops. Oh, cool. So I have um, about three workshops a month. Where in Peru They're are you? In Lima. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's I figured, but yeah. <laughs> wasn't sure. Yeah, the, the capital. And so I give out like three classes uh, per month and I do commission pieces and then I have uh, my online courses. So now most of my time is commission pieces. I have wanted to like um, slow them down because I want to work on like a, a collection mm-hmm. um, to work on something like special and more my style because with commission pieces, like people ask you for like specific measurements and specific mm-hmm. uh, color palettes. Yeah. So you're not able to like experiment um, with new techniques or, or materials as you would like to. But yeah. Um, right. Yeah, and you kind of have to make, to... and you kind of have to make it look like a previous piece in a way, like it, not exactly, but kind of close enough yes. to a previous piece uh-huh. that they're expecting. And yeah, 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 yeah. They they always like, oh, I want something like this. So I try to make it like similar, but not as much because I still want them to be like unique pieces. So uh, customers are happy uh, with like um, what is with a special piece. But yeah, people want like, oh, I want something like that. I want exactly that. Okay, <laughs> I'll tweak it a little. Right, right. But um, even though they're like very specific, like, oh, I want something like that um, with uh, commission pieces, you're always a little bit uh, nervous thinking that maybe they're not um, going to like it or they're not uh, exactly what they're looking for. But um, it's part of the process. I'm like getting anxiety with uh, commission pieces out of my system by now. <laughs> yeah. Well, so have you had have you had any experiences where you um where you did create something for as a commission and the person didn't like it? Um no. No, they um usually like it. Good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I figured that. <laughs> but I was going to ask you how did you handle it? <laughs> yeah, no. I haven't had that. Let me think. Not with a commission piece. No. Well, because with the, with, not. with the kind of work you do, if they did say they didn't like it, is it easy to undo anything and redo it on the same canvas? Yes, or like yes, yes. It depends on the fabric. Um, usually, if the um, sometimes they want a colored uh, background, so in that huh. case, uh, I did I do paint with acrylic paint on top of. Uh, the canvas mm-hmm. and once you stitch on that there's no um turning uh, back because uh, you did a hole in the paint so that's a little uh, harder but i guess you can i could take it out and work rework it over the piece that has was already embroidered okay. but when i work over like a piece of fabric it's like a cloth so you can uh, stitch something on top of a fabric and if you like tap it a little bit or um wet the fabric so the um the threads go back to their original form. You can work on top oh, of it. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I haven't had um, 
the um the case where I had to do that thankfully yes <laughs> but I still get nervous every time I'm like oh my gosh is she gonna like it or not <laughs> <laughs> so what um hopefully you're going to be able to give yourself some time to work on the kinds of work that you want to do and the kind of pieces you want to do with more experimentation what mm-hmm. is what is inspiring you right now in terms of like aesthetics or materials or like what do you really want to play with right now well, actually, I've been uh, using this quarantine time to actually work on um, some of these uh, collection pieces that I, I wanted to do. Um, so the ocean is always like a big um, inspiration for me. So I wanted to do like more um, sculptural pieces, mm-hmm. more volume and having because I haven't done like a collection um yet where like all the pieces have like a theme or like a color palette um now I'm experimenting with a velvet that I love um because it like adds a a different texture and depth to the Mm -hmm. pieces so I'm excited about it I'm actually doing um an embroidered pieces embroidered over uh velvet so that's cool yeah have you so posted thinking, these on your Instagram recently? Or I've no? posted a story. I actually have okay. the piece in front of me. I'll, sh- I'll show you pictures after. It doesn't photograph as well because Velvet has like a, a lot of um, shine to it. Mm-hmm. But in person, uh, it's uh, very beautiful. But that kind of uh, fabric is something that if you stitch on it, it leaves a mark. So you have to be very uh, right. careful. Right. Uh, also where you put – sometimes when I stop stitching, I, I would just like uh, put the needle – inside like part of uh the fabric in this case i cannot do that because it will stain it so i have to be uh very careful oh interesting i mean i love the texture and the sort of dimension that velvet gives um mm-hmm. yeah interesting to see it. I know, I'm, I'm, excited. I'm excited yeah <laughs> i want to do like big big pieces like very um sculptural and like um jaw-dropping yeah. Will they, be, will, be, will they be sculpture and still on canvas or you're talking about like three-dimensional? Um, three-dimensional, uh, I want to do, yeah, three-dimensionally, I wanted to include also uh, ceramic in these uh, pieces because I love, love ceramic. I still have to uh, take some time to do a ceramic class. Yeah. <laughs> That's in my to-do list. But um, so I want to add that because the theme is going to be like um, deep ocean and waves and like uh, marine life. So I want to add some some of that. That um, I don't know how you call the um, varnishes that you can uh, use in ceramic. They're like very um, like watery in some um, the glaze? aspects. Glazes? So, yeah. uh, yes, glaze, glaze. glaze it's called yeah. glaze. Yeah. Oh, I love ceramics. I did it for a little bit when I was little because my mom was really into pottery and we had like Uh vases all over the house from stuff that she would make. But, you know, there Mm -hmm. was like no Etsy back then. So she would just like (laughs) occasionally give them to friends or I mean, we just had a giant collection of her pottery just hanging out in the house. Did did she give them all away? At this point, yeah, I think she's given it all away. It could have, but not when I think about it now, I'm like, oh my God, she could have had like such a business. Like an Etsy vintage store. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it could have been amazing. I know, and even she even gave us like she gave me a few pieces when I had my first apartment after college and stuff. And oh, but through like I think it's gone through three or four moves, and like oh, pieces yeah. have broken off. And oh, yeah, yeah, you bad. have to Marie Kondo everything <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do some wabi sabi gold, uh, gold glue or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, cool. I mean, it sounds awesome that you're able to, uh, you know, have this time to work on the collection. Um, Mm -hmm. the workshops that you do in person, what, what do you teach? Um, so I don't, I usually teach, um, how to do my pieces Mm -hmm. Uh, because like, yeah, part of my, uh, aesthetic as an artist. And also I don't want to, um, like, you know, in a way give permission to actually like try to copy, uh, my pieces. So that's like, um, little problem I've been having lately because I do teach other uh, techniques. I teach uh, latch hook and locker hook. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, one of the um, the online course I um, launched um, last year. Okay. <clears throat> so I do um, in-person workshops of those techniques. And but they're separated, latch hook and locker hook. Okay. And then um, I've done a couple of, uh, macrame um, classes but very simple mm-hmm. we work on like um, mirrors um, and you do like simple um, knots and you go to your house with a macrame um, 
Miro. So oh, that's cool. That's a fun one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wanted to uh, do um, also Punch Needle, and then I'm gonna do something similar as my new online course, but in um, in person workshop. Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So everything that you're doing right now is this all? This is all like self-taught, or have you ever taken a, a class in person from anyone else? Um, most of it is uh, self-taught, mm-hmm. and also like uh, with experimentation. I cannot go through a whole YouTube video. <laughs> of I know. Any sort, I know. I so. the same way. <laughs> like it's uh, crazy because I I think I like making mistakes and doing things like the slow way or the wrong way. I think yeah. it like that's adds the best to way your... to learn. I mean, that's yes. probably the best way to learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It adds to um, like how you um, learn and discover new things, just like like playing around. Mm-hmm. I did take um, Saudi um, class while I was in um, New York. It's oh, like nice. a Japanese um, loom loom weaving. Yeah, it was like a, a small uh, workshop. Where did you take um, it? At? It's like the textile uh, arts center. I know. No, no, no. It was. Um, I think it was in the Upper West Side. Uh, looped. Oh my god! Oh, oh, yeah, oh. Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes, it's uh, looped something. It's like a, a Saudi uh, studio. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Did you like uh, it? Yeah, I loved it. But again, it's like very. In Saudi, you have to go like line by line, right? And you have to have that giant floor loom. Thing. Yes, uh-huh. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, it was like too um, structural, structural for me. So yeah. I did like it. Also, I was uh, new in town, so I was trying to get to know like um, the textile uh, community there. So I was trying to get to know people and um, know like stores. Um, so I, I uh, got to know uh, some some people and um, get into like the vibe, but it's not actually my my technique of choice, but it's uh, very very beautiful. Um, yeah. These um, two uh, sisters uh, from Australia, Crossing Threads, I think they yeah. do beautiful sorry uh, pieces. Yeah, they just um, I interviewed them and I think they were just about to start oh, yeah. like an like their um, like the an artist in residence it was, thing. It was right before uh, that last then, year. Yeah, 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 last year. Uh, yes, yeah, they were making. starting to experiment with uh, Saudi, and I saw, saw that I was, oh my god, I did Saudi. Yeah, and now they have the, they saw a whole beautiful uh, collection. Yeah, it's really nice. <clears throat> so you seem very much like a go with the flow creator, but tell me, like, do you when you're working on your canvas pieces? So because I know this new collection is you're kind of experimenting with some newer this uh, sort of new techniques and a different mm-hmm. sort of different aesthetic since it's not going to be all canvas based. But I guess mm-hmm. when you work on your canvas pieces, um, are you planning ahead of time sort of what kind of imagery you're going to create or? Um, I try to, but again, I get too anxious. I do like, and I, I'm not a big sketcher or drawer. So I do these horrible um, sketches and um, just to show like a little bit of uh, composition like I always, uh, when I think of a piece, I try to figure like what the main flow of the piece is gonna uh, be, and fl- by flow I mean that's <laughs> not the right word, but um, what the uh, what your uh, what's gonna grab the attention of like your eyes, what's gonna be the the most um, dominant uh, part of of the piece, mm-hmm. whether it's like I don't know velvet or maybe like a big rope or maybe like a touch of color so I try to do like very uh, simple sketches and then I just go to the um, to the um, materials so with that I, I since it's like it's not like um, painting like um, like materials have a big part in the uh, composition so um, mm. I try to um, get all the textures that I, that I want uh, while I get do um, the, like the color um, scheme, and then I go to the canvas and start working um, on top of it. Part um, it's very like experimental in a way because I start with something and it ends up being like completely uh, different. Right, and that takes a lot of time. Like I have to like okay, step back and see okay, is this going the right way? And so there's a lot of um, creativity activity going while I'm working and not like prior. Right. Um, 
because you never never know how it's gonna translate to the canvas once you start wor- working with the materials like you can have like a an idea in mind but then it doesn't translate the way uh, you want it to uh, because maybe um the texture you chose for that color is like too dominant or too shiny doesn't go um, with all the materials once they're all in the canvas so it's like a lot of uh, going uh, back and forth yeah. in uh in the process yeah i'm not structured <laughs> I, I get distracted very very easily this quarantine is not uh, serving me <laughs> i know i know i'm the same way like even my living spaces are not neat and tidy and i, I know I, i'm like but i know where know everything, where everything is. is exactly yes exactly <laughs> i wish everything I- is a mess yeah. And when someone moves like a piece of uh, trash that people think it's trash, but it's not, it's actually maybe a sketch. And it's like, why is that piece of napkin? I know, exactly. <laughs> it's not trash. <laughs> I really wish that I could, for me, that's one thing I really wish I could change about myself. Like, I really wish I could be more organized. And I think actually when I was younger, I don't know why, but I think I used to be a more organized person. Like, I remember going to job interviews. This is probably just because I learned to lie, but they'd be like, what is one of your best qualities or whatever? And I'd be like, I'm a really organized person. Like I love color coding my files and da da da, which now that I look back, I'm like, that's a total lie because I'm yeah. a fucking mess. <laughs> So anyway, you, know, you you believe what what you t- you tell yourself. So you started like telling them in, in the interviews and then you thought, I'm actually an organized person. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> so I don't know. That's one thing I, I wish I could change about myself. When you think about like your habits or your whatever personality, is there anything <laughs> about the way you are um, or something that you wish you could change? I wish I'm a very um, night owl mm. since I was like little. I wish I was like um, a daytime person. Like I would like just wake up and I'm ready to work out. I'm gonna do this and that. I'm not. I I try to wake up early, uh, but even though if I wake up like at six a.m. to go work out, I would get back to my house, take a shower, and fall asleep. And go back to bed. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's always like after the shower, I'm all warm up. And then, okay, I'll, just a second in my bed with my phone. And then it's like I'm that's asleep it. until 11 a.m. Oh, that's so but, funny. But um, yeah, but it's horrible because I do work late at night. Like I would stay in my studio until like 10, 11, sometimes 12. And I'm very, very active at night. Like I get like so much energy, even like to work out or to. I don't know. My brain functions uh, better at night, and uh, until now, I've been able to handle it. But as I uh, get older, it's not gonna be healthy for me or uh, possible because now I'm single and I don't have kids. But uh, yeah. well, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say like, um, well, especially right now with this quarantine, it's like you can kind yeah. of wake up whenever you want, and you're so lucky to. Because I think here's the thing. I think most. I mean, this is totally anecdotal, but I think most creative people are tend to be night night owls. Yes. And the only thing that changes our habits is kids. Well, that's how it's yeah. been for me. So I'm just going to project that onto the, the world. <laughs> yeah. And um, I think you're forced to. Totally. Because they're up to your new situation. Yeah. Like toddlers get up at like 5 a.m. And mm-hmm. then, you know, and he, I mean, like I'll take my husband, for example. He, he still stays up until like 1 or 2 a.m. Um, I do like, I do breakfast morning shift and then we get them off to Mm -hmm. school and, um, um, but yeah, he still does that and and is still able, but he's able to function getting up at like eight 30 after going to bed Mm -hmm. at two. I can't like I, in my now old age, I feel like I Mm -hmm. have to have my (laughs) old age. (laughs) I am. I am older. Um, I feel like I have to have my eight hours. So Mm -hmm. I can't do that. Like he really functions off six, five or six hours and I'm just not that way. Um, I can still do that function on like six hours. Oh, really? Yeah. But um, I'm 31. Okay. Yeah. You're still young. That's why. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I'm feeling great now. But um, I used to be able to go longer. I would uh, sometimes uh, work until like three, four, no uh, problem. But now at one a.m., um, I'm like, oh, no, I need to sleep. Yeah, you feel um, like a little more. Yeah. So I know I'm gonna have to change my my ways eventually. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. No, but it, I need to like a like a more organized schedule. I'm like all yeah. over the place. Um, so that's one thing I use. I was different. I wish yeah. I was like a morning person. <laughs> yeah, I think that's hard to do the the scheduling yourself thing when you don't have outside things dictating what you need to do. Like honestly, yeah. I would I would totally be my whole day would be free flow if I didn't have kids. But like <laughs> oh my like even with the quarantine the first few days where the schools canceled and um, mm-hmm. we didn't know for how long or whatever. I was like, "Oh, let's just treat it. We were sort of treating it like a Friday or Saturday." I know. <laughs> Every day we were treating that way. And I was like, "Wait a minute. Things are a mess." So one night I stayed up until like, you know, 12:30, which is now late for me, but um, and I actually created a schedule and I, and I put little pictures on the calendar, like on the <laughs> schedule of the day and they ended up like, they were thriving because of it. They were so much better. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Like the kids, kids love a schedule and now I they don't. They love the structure because like yeah. they check out uh, like a task and on to the next uh, thing. Totally. And like, and it made mm-hmm. me have to organize what I was going to do. Like I was like, <clears> okay. The hours I'm giving them free time is my hours to be able to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, without them, I would—I don't know that I would ever even feel like I needed one. <laughs> to be honest, you would, you would. Yeah. <laughs> like this first week of quarantine, I was like, oh, I'm gonna work out every day. I'm gonna do. I did a schedule per day, like all the activities, and then I didn't like check out like every. It's horrible. Yeah, like this yeah. week. Today, I'm, like, getting back uh, to normal because in these circumstances, like, your brain takes it as, a, like, something, like, out of the ordinary. So you uh, start to relax and um, don't follow your normal schedule. Right. So I was, like, napping and, like, watching the news all day. Like, oh, my God, I need to know what's happening here. Like, get into all the latest uh, news. So this week, I'm, I'm, like, turning off the news um that's probably the healthiest way to be yeah turning off my phone because now that everyone was at their house they're like um texting like crazy so i'm sorry now only a couple days a couple uh, times a day i would uh check so i'm organizing uh this week that's good (laughs) hopefully i'll be more productive yeah (laughs) how how many like how often that's my question what am i trying to say like how many hours a day are you working on your work on your pieces um depends um so for now i've been doing a lot of um commission pieces is that uh, what you're referring or uh, art either one as either opposed one. to um i work all day like really um lots of uh, hours mm-hmm. but i try to mix um working on my pieces with um organizing uh business and um answering emails, um, like trying to to organize the other uh, part of the business that it's not only creating uh, pieces, but um, making it a, a business. Right. Um, That's the hard part. I mean, I think, I think I know. it's the hard part. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I normally try to um, do more creative stuff uh, than I should because I like it more than uh, doing like computer uh, things. Right. So I force myself to to um, have it like equally, um, but I guess like fifty fifty um, creating and um, organizing business. Uh, for now, I usually work on my computer until the battery is off, and that's my cue oh, to wow. start. Uh, yes, working on a piece on something more. Um, Mm, creative and then I charge my computer yeah (laughs) and then I charge my computer and when it's done I go back to uh to computer stuff that's a trick (laughs) oh that's actually a really good little tool yeah Uh yeah Um, because sometimes you you just keep going and you don't know when to stop oh yeah the rabbit hole of the internet is just (laughs) I know yeah it's completely endless (laughs) Mm -hmm. um what advice would you give to someone since you're you know one of the one of um you know, <clears throat> someone who's been able to successfully quit their day job, get into uh, their fiber practice 100% of their time. Um, what advice would you give to someone who is right now thinking of mm-hmm. quitting their job and moving into a full-time fiber art practice? Um, let's see. Well, uh, first, I think in the um, creative part, I would say um, like experiment as much 
as you can to find like your true voice. Um, nowadays, there's a, like a lot of um, artists and fiber artists in general, so you really need to uh, di- differentiate yourself. So experiment as much as you can to try to find um, your artistic voice, and then um, be prepared to suffer <laughs> a little bit yeah. um, until you get um, something um, like out there or like in the business going. Um, sometimes um, you think everyone is like having the best uh, business because social media is like um, rewarding people with uh, likes and um, I don't know, popularity. Um, So if your like pieces are not as popular as um, you want, don't, don't get yourself down. It's like a process and there's going to be a lot of ups and downs. So I think like, don't stress, take it with a, I don't know, a grain of salt is, or sugar? <laughs> Is it Salt. proper saying? <laughs> Salt, uh, sugar, same. Yeah. <laughs> it works. Yeah. Your, co- yeah. your coffee doesn't. Um, but uh, what else? What else? Well, like w- through your process, I mean, I guess you just kind <clears> of like were like, I'm done. I'm quitting. Can't handle it anymore. I can't handle my Like don't want to be in my job. I'm just going to mm-hmm. do this. Um, were there any significant bumps along the road that you would have uh if you had if you were able to do it differently now that you're looking back like would you have done anything differently um so um when I first uh, quit my job I was between um the states and and here so for two Mm. years I was very very stressed out because I didn't have like uh, a plan um to go forward I couldn't like once I was starting to get a little traction here in Peru I would go to the states mm-hmm. and back and forth so for two years I was like stressing out a lot because I was not getting uh where I wanted to I couldn't plan ahead so then when I came back I I really started to um really get uh focused and and concentrate on how to get it to the next level so um, well, in my case, I wished I had uh, like those two years uh, prior to um, get my business um, going. Mm. But um, it was um, life experiences that um, gave me something um, different than um, maybe advancing my career. So at the yeah. end, I wouldn't change it. <clears throat> so hmm. can you tell me about the process of... Um, when you, so you came to the States and you were trying to get an artist visa, mm-hmm. what, um, I guess like, I've never had that experience. So I'm just curious about it. Like, what do you have to do? And why do you feel like, why were you not able, I guess, to get the visa? Um, so the process for an artist visa, it's like a, a work visa, but you have to have, um, it's for like a special project or, um, if you're like an artist, um, and um, you still have to have like a job offering, but mm-hmm. you have to have like certain uh, requirements. So be ha- uh, published um, articles reading about you. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. So you have to yeah. already be like a <clears throat> successful, sort of like a successful, serious, um, validated artist in order to get it. It sounds like. Yeah, you have to present a lot of uh, information, a lot of like a big portfolio. It was like months of months wow. of um, work, yes. Tell me, are, are you a person who tends to get anxious? You've mentioned anxiety a couple times, so I'm just curious because I feel like it's a common thread amongst mm. all of us fiber art people. I feel like yeah. so many of us use fiber to... Um, kind of quell our anxiety or give us something to do like we all have these um these like hands and brains that need to do something otherwise we feel yeah. really unsettled like i i don't know about you but i always have to be doing something i cannot really oh relax my God, yes. um, yeah and, and i'll just find something for me to do and even if that means like I like my downtime too. Like I like sitting and watching TV, but even now I can't just sit and watch TV. Like I have to I be know. doing something while I'm doing the TV. That I maybe know, I know. The time. And sometimes that's like Instagramming or, you know, whatever, scrolling Facebook or something. My husband's always like, oh my God, can you just watch this movie with me? I'm like, oh, yeah. like I can't. And <laughs> my, unless my it's really at the good. Same time. Yeah. <laughs> because I, and nowadays I cannot watch just to watch TV. I have to be doing something else. Yeah. And even when I said, okay, it's time to go to bed. I sometimes 
get like something crafty to do in bed, even though I'm yeah. like so tired and not, uh, I'm not going to do anything. I will bring like even my canvas to bed and say, okay, I'm going to do a couple of stitches more, but I end up just like falling asleep with all the yarn sometimes. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you so, tend to be like a more anxious person or? Um... Um, I do. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I get very like anxious. Uh, also when I have to, like, I know I have to do like, respond to people or do something on my computer like business organizing that I know I've been pushing off and it's like okay Mariana get um to it like it's not that hard just do it and so that's why I try to mix um like business and with uh, creativity so I have like a little bit of both and say okay I'm gonna do this for like I don't know a couple hours and then I'm gonna go back to my piece yeah. And then when I go back to my piece, it goes like for five hours. And then I say, okay, I'm just going to finish this piece and then I'll go back. And it's just two day, a day passes and I'm not at my computer. Right. right. <laughs> so, um, um, let me think. So we're, we've already been on for like an hour or more. So um, I just want to ask a few sort of more personal, I guess, kind of personal, quite personal, fun mm-hmm. questions. Um what is something that not a lot of people know about you? Like a fun fact or something quirky? Um, I love uh, birds. <laughs> We've uh, already talked about and uh, heard about <laughs> in this podcast. So I love like uh, bird watching. I used to, uh, me and my twin sister uh, have taken care of a lot of um, baby pigeons or herd Aww. pigeons, um, wild uh, birds that we would foster oh, a little wow. bit and then uh, release them in the wild. So we are uh, bird parents. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> sort, yeah. Do you have any bird-inspired pieces? Now that I'm thinking back, uh, I'm to... No. Yeah. I try to uh, focus on natural world, but, but more uh, plants, not mm. so much animals. And if I inspire, I'm inspired by animals, it, it would be like maybe textures not so much like forms mm-hmm. <clears throat> because I don't like being um literal right. I could get like a texture from like a feather for example but you wouldn't know it's like inspired by a feather I like like trying to uh, mix one thing uh, with another so it's not too literal right, right. um in a way so like yeah I'm a bird lover yeah. cool <laughs> um what else? Let's see. Do you, oh, what do you, outside of your fiber practice, uh, what do you like to do? Or what do you like to do to relax? Or what do you like to do to, uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, what's another passion that you have that's outside of fiber? Uh, well, I'm very obsessed with uh, fiber and work. So I, it's, that's like something I'm trying to um, organize in my day to day, like try to make space for other things. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but, um, Working out. I love uh, working out. Um, what kind of work I've been trying. Um, I have a personal trainer, and then I I bike to work uh, every day. So, oh, nice. yeah, I get that uh, relaxing time. Uh, like when I go from my house to my studio, I get to like relax, um, get like a little uh, sweat in. So I'm like really um, focused when I'm start uh, working. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to get dancing uh, lessons for like five years now. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> what kind of dancing do you want to do? No, I've been trying to get into. <laughs> I haven't oh. started yet. <laughs> but I've been using these uh, quarantine days to like um, learn some dance uh, moves out of this uh, TikTok uh, oh, girl. No. <laughs> nice. Yes. Wait, like Fortnite dances or like real dance? I don't know. Uh, I don't know what they're like called. Hip hop or something like that I think they're like nowadays they have like um so many names for all these like choreography dances yeah, I don't know what yeah. it's called but it's like these dances that you see in like raves like where they like moving their legs real fast oh, I don't know what they're called <laughs> I don't know. I'll send, I'll send I'm too old for this TikTok stuff I don't know <laughs> I know I know I don't have I just have an account to like spy on like people and and get a little laugh but it's addictive so yeah. don't don't download it <laughs> well i listened to this uh, uh comedy <clears throat> podcast um uh your like your mom's house and uh it's like christina p she's a comedian uh-huh. but she is like she's obsessed with tiktok and so if you follow 
I don't know why I'm oh, even talking about this. It's so inappropriate because she follows really inappropriate accounts. But um, oh, okay. anyway, I'm just going to say they're very funny. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll get into it. Yeah, so you can follow her. Real quick before we go, uh, where can people find you online? Um, so like you can Instagram find me. And... My Instagram handle is uh, at Living Fivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one thing. And then I have a website, uh, livingfiversart.com. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> there you can find uh, my pieces, a little bit about my bio, and also uh, a little bit about my brand that is uh, Living Fibers. I have like some organic uh, yarns. And then you can uh, find my uh, courses at domestica.org. But actually, you can find the courses also in my um, links on my Instagram handle. So, oh, perfect. That's mm-hmm, three, three things. Well, thank you so much for making yourself available. We did this really last minute, actually. Like, I think this is the <laughs> fastest um, podcast that I've ever scheduled. So, thank you for being flexible. And yeah, it's quarantine time. Yeah. Everything is possible. <laughs> exactly. That's what I think. <laughs> no, but thank you. Yeah. I, re- I really appreciated it. And it was super fun getting to know you. Check the show notes of each episode to get the website and Instagram for each of the fiber artists I speak with. Be sure to give them a follow. And you can view video from this podcast on neuromastudio.com slash the fiber artist podcast. If you enjoy the fiber artist podcast, go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you for listening.